Welcome to the Soulful Woman Podcast. My name is Nira Lal, and I'm an embodiment coach who helps women like you connect to their body, mind, and energy wisdom so that you can deeply heal and live your soul truth. I'm here to teach awakened souls how to consciously navigate the ups and downs of life, harmonize your divine feminine and masculine energies, and become your own inner healer. On this podcast, I'll share channeled messages from spirit, embodiment practices, energetic activations, and mindset shifts so you can live your most unfiltered, unapologetic, and fully expressed life. If you're ready to activate your inner wisdom, you've come to the right place. Now let's get soulful, woman. Welcome, beautiful soul, to this episode. I'm so thrilled that you are here, and I can't wait to dive into this episode with you. And on that note, I think what we'll do is we'll get right into this episode's channeled message. That is kind of what I've been feeling around recording this episode, is to get right into the channeled message and then to chat about it a little bit afterwards and give you some takeaways for my own life and some things that you can take with you. And you know what? This is what it's all about. Listening to our messages, honoring our body is all about tapping into those reoccurring feelings and thoughts that are coming up and listening to them, acting on them. And so having this episode start pretty quickly with the channeled message was coming through for me pretty strongly this entire week before recording. And so I'm going to honor that and let's see what comes up. Here we go. Imagine yourself in a field of grass and you're putting one foot in front of the other. You're taking slow steps forward, feeling the sun on your skin, the gentle breeze. It's a clear day and the weather is perfect. And as you're walking down your path, you have no worries. You're not even questioning where you're going. You're just putting one foot in front of the other. You feel a sense of calm in your solar plexus. And you have no concerns about where you're going, when you'll get there. You're just focused on being, being where you are. This is what we want you to do whenever you find yourself looking for intense emotions or analyzing why you feel a certain way or why you don't feel a certain way. We want you to come back to this visual of you walking along your path, putting one foot in front of the other, knowing that as you step forward, the next step will become clear and the next step and the next step. It's always presented to you. It always has been. Remember that. Light doesn't have to be a journey of emotional roller coaster. It can be one of neutrality. And neutrality is not about being bland or boring. It's about being an observation of your life, of your experience. Rather than fixated on every detail and analyzing and hoping and expecting for something to happen, something to show you that you're on the right path, know that you are. And when you know that you are, you trust that the next step will be revealed to you as it always has been. Many of you are in a cycle of having 
strong emotions and using that as validation that you're on the right path or that you're stuck and you have to look somewhere else and you've become engulfed in this relationship with emotions. Emotions are important. They're meant to be felt in the moment, but they are not meant for us to have a relationship with them where we rely on them for our every move, our every decision. There's your inner knowing, your gut knowing, your intuition, your feelings and your sensations that guide you along the way. Those are available in the moment, in every moment. But when you get stuck in cycles of roller coaster emotions, you are actually disconnecting from yourself and your knowing. Those roller coaster emotions that happen often and cyclically are a gateway. They are an opportunity for you to step back in observation. And once you observe, more will be revealed to you about your next step. You can step into observation without all of the intensity. And sometimes you're looking for intensity where there is none. And then you may think that that intensity or lack of intensity is a problem, but it doesn't have to be. If you remember that you are always tapped in, you are always walking along your path, just taking one step in front of the other, creating this deep sense of trust within you. That is the consistent thing about you. You can always turn inwards and feel that deep trust within yourself. Recognize it, grow it, water it. When that trust blossoms, there's no longer a need for intensity, for control, extreme highs and lows because you understand that there is only now, and now is beautiful, and now is perfect, and now is offering you a gift. Welcome back, everybody. What a potent message. There were so many elements of that message that felt really simple, and then when I really tuned in and let them sort of settle into my being, they felt really big and eye-opening to what has already been coming into my awareness in my own life. That message about putting one foot in front of the other, sort of that repetitive thing that the message kept coming back to was that visual of putting one foot in front of the other in this field of grass, feeling contented and calm, knowing that you're going in the right direction. And I had such a potent experience with this this week. Um, Just the other day, I was feeling really good, really clear, and just uplifted and light and in a really good energy. And then I had a conversation with somebody that I respect when it comes to opinions about certain things. And so I was having a conversation with this person and they began to give me some feedback, not criticism, but feedback in terms of what they thought about how I was going about this thing I wanted to create um, and do in my life. And instantaneously, as they began to give me this feedback, I was feeling 
like my energy change. I was getting, I was feeling depleted, a little bit low, and I was observing this energy change within me while I was having this conversation. Um, And what I was happening was I was taking in that information, like the thoughts that they were giving me, their opinions, and I was almost taking it as fact, like I had to take in that feedback. And at the end of the day, after our conversation, I wasn't feeling uplifted anymore. I was feeling pretty low and kind of like I had just been drained. And I thought to myself, well, the first thing that happened was I kind of went into a bit of a tailspin with, oh my goodness, is this decision that I made the right one? Should I have done it in this way? Maybe I should have done something differently, or maybe I need to relook at this whole thing. And I kind of went there for a little while and I had to really consciously step back and remember that the decisions and choices that I make are very intentional and all I have to do is continue moving forward, putting one step in front of the other, following my messages, which is kind of my core principle in my life, is to follow those messages, act on them. And here came this other voice that wasn't on the same wavelength as me and offered me some good perspectives that I took in. But what I also did was take what they had said really personally to mean that what I had, what I had decided on or how I was going to go about this thing was wrong. And that really wasn't my truth. My truth was to take in the feedback and then to take the next step. That feedback gave me clarity on what my next step would be. And that to me is what it means to just put one foot in front of the other, knowing that the next step will be revealed to you. It's that our world is always giving us information and signs as to what to do next. And I think what can happen is that sometimes we can let our emotions take over or our analytical mind take over and make something a lot bigger than it needs to be. And that part of you that can make things a lot bigger than it needs to be is the part that's trying to create safety in your life. And so then when you find something that is jeopardizing your sense of safety, your sense of well-being, your your feeling of validation or feeling worthy and like you're taking the, the right steps forward, making the right decisions, when something sort of highlights that maybe you aren't and maybe you did something that um, could have been done better or you know you got some input rather than taking it as a, another piece of information you might take it as sort of this big overarching thing that now is speaking to your worthiness and your feeling of good enoughness and decreasing that essentially making it feel wobbly inside of you and that doesn't have to be the case when you take it step by step, you take life step by step, everything is just information. You're able to surrender to what is because you know it's just coming into your field of awareness to help you with that next step. And so when they say in that message to use your emotions as a guide, but to not let your emotions rule you essentially, 
What that means is that we can have this codependent relationship with emotions and feelings where we depend on them to help us to feel good, to feel safe. Um, We use them kind of as this hypersensitive radar to detect if there's anything going on in our environment that could jeopardize our sense of safety. And then if there is, we can tend to really highlight and emphasize that thing going on in our lives, right? So really working with emotions as an ally, as a friend, as a guide is different than using them to create a sense of personal worthiness or validation or sense of safety, right? So we can use them as a guide, but we can't depend on them to create this experience for us in life because then we become in this codependent relationship with our feelings and we might go out of our way then to create experiences and situations with people that are emotionally intense because that's what we're used to relating with the world in, right? That type of scenario and interaction. And this only happens because the nervous system is still learning how to create a sense of calm on a regular basis, right? So a lot of times, many people are used to living in this fight or flight position. And so those emotions are just constantly in this state of flux. And it's important for us to then step into observation by bringing in a calmness to the nervous system, whether that's through breathing or other embodiment practices that really ground and associate you into your body. It's really important to do that um, because that's what helps us stay in the body, receive our messages, and stay in a place of neutrality and observation and awareness. And that's when we can surrender. You know, people people often ask, well, how do I surrender? Surrendering is about being in a state of awareness and observation rather than extrapolating all the things that could happen, all the things that could go bad and wrong, all the things that need to be controlled, how things should have been, could have been. It's stepping away from the fear and into the awareness so that you can get that potent learning or message that's available right here, right now in this moment. And I have a bit of a funny story around this that actually happened to me this morning. So this morning, I went for a walk down to the lake near my house. And once I reached this lookout point, I decided to just have a seat on the rocks and look out into the lake and just have a moment to myself, feel the sun on my skin and the beautiful breeze and just kind of be in nature and you know how beautiful that is. And then I looked over to my left and all of a sudden I just saw hundreds of geese and seagulls flying across the lake and they were kind of low close to the water of the lake and just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. And I thought, oh my goodness, that's so beautiful. What a blessing. And geese tend to show up in my life at important moments in my life. And so that is an animal, a spirit animal that I've worked with quite a bit for the last few years. And so I thought, oh, this is really beautiful. I wonder what the geese and the seagulls have to do with each other. 
And so then I thought, you know what, I'm going to just tune into that a little bit later, or maybe I should Google it and see what the animal uh, totem is for this, right? And the symbolism. And so here I am sitting and I'm about to Google it or look at my phone and I'm completely just startled and caught off guard by these super loud birds flying over my head. And I look up and it's these beautiful swans. There's three swans flying directly over my head. And it is one of the most gorgeous things I've ever seen, just watching them fly through the air. But they were so loud. And the thing that came through right away was like, hey, over here, you know, they were just so loud. Like it was, they were trying to get my attention. And then I looked at the swans. I thought, oh my God, that's so beautiful. And I watched them until they, until I couldn't see them anymore. And then I thought to myself, what bird was that? Was that a swan? Was that a different kind of goose that's white? And then I looked at different pictures to figure out what bird it was. And I'm pretty confident that it was a swan. And I wanted to know because I was like, okay, I'm going to look up the meaning and symbolism of that bird. (laughs) And so here I am, like my experience out in nature is giving me these little connections with the birds. You know, the birds are flying through the lake. There's so many of them. Then there's birds flying overhead. And I was getting the message that I need to tune in to just kind of pick up on the message of what these birds are offering to me. And typically I would do that, but for some reason I felt like I needed to look it up and I was just really kind of analytical about it. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to tune into it now. And I looked down at my phone and I saw the time and it was getting really close to when my next client was going to show up. So I got up in a hurry and I was like, oh my God, I got to walk back home. It's going to take me at least 20 minutes to get home. And so I called my husband and I was like, he was out on the road. He was dropping our son off to daycare and he would have been on the road. So I thought maybe I can catch him. And here I am trying to get to him and call him. And he was on a meeting. So I sent him some messages. And as I'm doing this, like frantically, just on my phone, a bird literally flew onto my head and freaked me out. Like I felt its feet land on the top of my head. I totally freaked out. I flew forward. My glasses fell off my head. I nearly like stumbled onto the ground. And then I looked up and the bird was gone. Obviously because I freaked out and the bird was probably like, oh my goodness. And then got off my head. But that had never happened to me before. I've never had a bird come that close to me. And it was like, it just swooped down. It made a loud squawking noise. And then it just swooped away. And I was so extremely startled in that moment. And I was like, oh my goodness, what was that? What was that message? Why did that happen? And I just went into this fear place and I was just really shocked. And I had to actually, it wasn't until I came back home and I actually did end up meeting with my husband. He had stopped and picked me up on my way home. And 
I came inside my house and I just had to like have a moment, sit down and calm down. And I said, you know what, I'm not going to look up any of these meanings because truly that's not the answer. I can tune in with myself, my higher self, the energy of the birds and really kind of connect to what the message was. And really what came through, interestingly enough, was a few different messages. And one of them was that the actual bird that landed on my head was an activation. I could feel that there was an activation that happened at my at my crown chakra. Um, so it was actually an energetic upgrade that I was feeling at the top of my head. And I could feel that through the rest of this day. And at first when it happened, it actually brought up a lot of fear for me. And then when I tuned into it later, it was actually some deeply subconscious fear from past lifetimes of opening up to my spiritual gifts, my energetic gifts, my connection to the universe, to source. And that was something that with the energy of the bird, I feel like was opened up and released uh, in a deeper way. So that was really, really beautiful and interesting. And I would have kind of skipped through that if I allowed myself to stay in that like roller coaster of emotions that I was in after that experience. And then when I tapped into sort of the energy of the birds I had witnessed with the swans flying overhead and the um, birds flying over the lake, I got this feeling of going with the flow, trusting the process and knowing similar to what the channeled message came in through today was knowing that I can trust the process, right? That the next step will unfold and reveal itself to me but also that currently in my life, I'm integrating a lot of structures. You know, I'm generally, I'm very um, connected to the divine feminine energy and flow and intuition and creativity and all that wonderful stuff. And recently I've really been feeling a need to bring in the more divine masculine principles in my life of structure and processes in certain areas just to help me focus so that I can create this container for myself as well where I can uh, be free to do what I do best basically. So that means getting some help, getting some schedules in place, getting a few different things in place. I really got the message from the birds that it's okay to bring in that structure, but also to know that you can be light and airy with it. It doesn't have to be hard and stern. And I think that's important for all of us to remember is that we don't have to be on the extreme end of doing anything in any particular way. Your particular balance requires harmony between these flowy and structured energies in your life and you have to find that harmony that works the best for you and if you ever find yourself in a place of disharmony in any way ask yourself like do you need to lean more into trusting the process and flow and creativity and sensuality and that kind of energy or do you need to lean more into structure and process and logic and pragmatism um and that type of energy, right? We need to find our own harmony. So with all of this, I want to stress how important it is 
to allow yourself to walk to the beat of your own drum, to move in exactly the way you want to move through life. In every single one of my sessions today with clients, the reoccurring theme was like each of these people felt kind of like an alien in their own families, in their own sphere, because they were different than what they were shown or told was the right way to be. And let me tell you something, beautiful, soulful being that you are. You are not here to fit in. You were here to break the mold, to usher in a new energy, to usher in a new earth for all of us and for generations to come. Your energy is needed here because it is different than what we have known. It's expansive. It's new. It's full of possibility. Like what you have to bring and what you offer is unique and so incredibly valuable and important for the healing of this earth. And I just want you specifically to hear this and let it penetrate your being that you are valuable. And I'm grateful that you're here. And so are so many other people that you may not even be aware of. And before we close, I want to let you know that quantum healing sessions are now available for one-on-one work with me, single sessions, which I actually have not offered single sessions in a very long time. And I'm just thrilled to bring this to you after 11 years of working with people, It's just so exciting for all the work to come together and to be able to offer it to you in this really special and unique way. In these sessions, we surpass limitations of what we think is possible and we expand time into this beautiful sacred space where your body, your mind, and your energy can harmonize. And so this is an intuitively led session and it'll include channeled messages that you can take in to help you understand the deeper meaning and the purpose of what it is that you're going through, what you're dealing with right now. We'll do energetic and emotional body work to help you release patterns or feelings and beliefs that you feel like are no longer serving you anymore. And we'll also discover more deeply what those beliefs and limitations are. And of course, we will connect to any relevant current or past life experiences so that you can integrate these aspects into your life. It really is a space for you to exchange the weight of any past and present worries for a sense of inner calm and clarity moving forward. So if this is something that excites you, that's drawing you in, go ahead and check out my website at niralal.com to find out all about it and book right into my calendar. Okay, my beautiful friends, that is it for us today. Thank you so much for being here and I will talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Thank you so much for spending a part of your day with me. If you love this episode of the Soulful Woman podcast, share it with a friend or loved one who you think could benefit from this message. Take a screenshot, tag me at Niralal and share it on your Instagram stories to let me know what resonated with you the most. And be sure to rate, review and download the podcast to help get this powerful message out to more people. To know when the next episode is out, go ahead and click the subscribe button to get notified so that you never miss one. And remember to tune in, listen to your soul knowing and be who you came here to be. Until next time, stay soulful woman.